Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. This Week in the State Line is on. I am Steve Summers. Today we're talking about all different kinds of things. And we start off with Deb Walter from Lawn Care by Walter, who is a big supporter of uh, those battling autism. It's Autism Awareness Month. And not only the Rockford Ice Hogs remembering each and every game this month, but so is Deb Walter. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. How are you today? Good. So tell me about your personal connection with autism. My personal connection with autism is I have a son that's autistic. Um, He's 22 years old now, um, functioning quite well. Um, But without the help and support of Easter Seals, he would not be where he's at today. Um, Easter Seals came into our lives when he was two and a half years old, helped us um, learn how to work with him, um, get him to get more social skills, et cetera. And without that help, Grant would not be where he's at today. So the Easter Seals reached out to you, or did you reach out to them? We reached out to them. Um, When Grant was diagnosed, we did not know where to go, and I learned that Easter Seals was there to help families in need. And so we reached out to them, and they have been there for us through the whole time. And how are those programs funded? They're funded from everybody like us. Um, So any donation that anybody in the community can give to them is greatly appreciated. It does not matter the dollar amount. For example, $5 earns a ream of cardstock paper, which makes a communication book for kids that are not able to speak. And it's pictures, and then they're able to look at a picture. For example, they want milk, and they can't say milk. They look at the picture, show it to you, and then you know that's that's what they want. Have you found that there's so many different levels of autistic uh, individuals? I mean, some are very severe, some are slight. Correct. There's really high functioning, and then there's the lower functioning, a lot that are nonverbal, that need more of the help. Um, My son is in the middle. but he's come around a lot, and um, but without that help and that support, giving those donations to Easter Seals, none of these kids would be where they're at right now. We're talking to Deb Walter from Long Care by Walter, and uh, we're talking about Autism Awareness Month being April and all. So how are, I guess, diagnosed? I mean, what are the signs of autism? Um, a sign for my son was that he quit speaking, um, started lining everything up in a row, Um, Social skills, they were not there for him. Um, If he was in a large crowd, he would hide in the corner. Um, Loud noises, um, sometimes they do the flapping of the hands. Um, So early diagnosis is awesome for these kids. So the sooner they're diagnosed, the more help that you can give to them. So are uh, are you aware of any fundraisers for the Easter Seals or a way, a link or something we can send our donations to? Um, you can donate to EasterSealsChicago.org, or you can call the local number, which is 815-395-5566. And donations can come in all year round, but April is Autism Month. And the Ice Hogs tonight, for their first home game in April, will have the puzzle pieces in the ice. And they're going to have there in the ice, the puzzle pieces will stay in the ice for the whole month, I understand. Correct. The whole month of April and in May. And, the, of course, the news this week that the Ice Hogs have been purchased by the Chicago Blackhawks. They will stay at the BMO for a 15-year deal. Um, that's awesome news with that kind of local support and that kind of platform to highlight such great uh, causes as autism and Easter Seals. It's a great thing for the community. It is. And 
the ice hogs are awesome with the kids that have special needs for autism. Um, all the players welcome them, um, give them high fives. They just make them feel very, very important. So what would you like to say, Deb, in final thoughts here to a parent of someone who either has been diagnosed or hasn't been diagnosed yet about autism? Um, reach out to Easter Seals. They're there to help you. Um, don't feel that you're alone because I felt that way when our son was diagnosed. And once I realized I'm not the only one, there's others out there, you need the help. Get the support. It makes it a lot easier for you to deal with your child. And um, it's just a win-win for everybody. Are there support groups at all in the area? Um, it's all through Easter Seals. We have, there's a bunch of moms that get together and talk. Um, Easter Seals puts on lots of training programs for um, parents that have children that have just been diagnosed. They do a lot of Zoom meetings. Lori Davy is phenomenal with Easter Seals. And she can be reached at that 815-395-5566. All right, so 815-395-5566. Deb, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, the fact that we're talking about Autism Awareness Month just makes it a little bit more special. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. Have a great day. This Week in the State Line continues in a moment. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. April is Autism Awareness Month, and Easter Seals need your help. This is Debbie Walter from Lawn Care by Walter. Easter Seals is a great charity that offers support to families coping with autism, which now is estimated to affect one in every 54 children. Please consider donating at EasterSeals.com. And while you're there, take the free confidential screening. In 15 minutes, you'll see if your child's developmental progress is on time and alert you to any potential concerns. Please support Easter Seals. Thank you for your consideration. This week in the State Line is on once again with Mike Peck, the manager. Are you the GM, operations manager, president of the Ice Hogs? What's your title now, Mike? I guess technically director of business operations, but, you know, whatever you want to call me, it's fine. I, I do like director of business operations. I like that one, too, so... We'll go with that. So, Mike Let's Peck with the Rockford one. Ice Hogs. What an incredible week it has been for you guys. Yeah, it's it's been exciting, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, it's it's been quite the ride here with the Rockford Ice Hogs over the past 20-plus years. And this is a, uh, I call it a new unit. I don't call it a new chapter because this is this is bigger than just a, another chapter in the, uh, the history books of the Rockford Ice Hogs and for this arena here downtown. But it's exciting. It's great to, to be you know, even more part of the Chicago Blackhawks family. And uh, just to secure the long-term longevity of this hockey team in the Rockford community for the next 15 years is is awesome. So it's, a, it's an testament to all the fan support, all the community support that we've had over the past 21 years, 22 years. Uh, 
So it's uh, it's really a, a nod to, to all the support that we've had. So do you think, as operations manager, that now because the Blackhawks own the Ice Hogs, there'll be more influx of NHL players and, and more involvement versus just calling up people? So I don't think there's going to be much change on the hockey side, per se, because that was, that was pretty much fully integrated. The way that it, it, it's currently set up, because um, the Blackhawks technically don't own the team, uh, there's an affiliation agreement between the Rockford Ice Hawks and the Chicago Blackhawks, but the Blackhawks control and run the hockey operations department. So Stan Bowman, who's the general manager of, of the Blackhawks, makes all the calls on the hockey side along with Mark Bernard, who's, who oversees like the Ice Hogs hockey ops. So they're, they're the ones that control the hockey. That, uh, the, the Rockford Ice Hogs front office has zero to do with what happens with, with the hockey team. So that, from that standpoint, it won't change. What will change for, for fans when they come to games is we're, we're just going to have some more resources provided to us. We're going to have a little bit more guidance from the Blackhawks, who if you've ever been to a Blackhawks game, I mean, they provide such a top-notch quality fan experience. And, you know, we feel we do a, a really good job of that as well here in Rockford, but we know we can do even better, and, and the Blackhawks are going to help us get there. So it's, it's all about just improving that fan experience and, and again, securing the long-term longevity of this team. So the improvements that are being discussed, like sports betting and such, are you seeing drawing plans of that already, or was that proposed before the sale, or is it just like, yeah, yeah, we'll change things? So the sports betting, it's interesting. I mean, that's kind of a moving target right now. I mean, obviously the sports betting is, is legal in the state of Illinois. Um, I, I don't know the ins and outs, how that works or will work in arenas. So I think out of everything that was mentioned, that's probably the one that's down the line the furthest. You know, this renovation plan is going to be a two-year plan, um, and there will be some noticeable di- differences when, when we open back up next next fall, probably more, more or less in November because we'll – We'll have to start a little bit later with some of the, the plans of renovations going on. There'll be some, there'll be some noticeable differences, but I think in two years, um, what would that be? The 2022-2023 season? I don't even know what year it is anymore, Steve. I don't know what's going on here. So two years from now is when I think the big wall factor of walking into the arena and feeling like there's been some big-time renovations done with the new atrium you know, downstairs when you walk into the, into the arena an expanded concourse on the, on the north side of the arena, which is so sorely needed. Stuff like that that fans will really see a difference when they, when they walk into this building. So as for the sports betting, I mean, it's, it, it will be interesting to see where that goes. And, you know, I'm excited, like, uh, like most, for that casino to, to come to Rockford. And I don't know if they'll be tying with that or what, but, I mean, it's just kind of, it's kind of evolving. But uh, I think overall it's just so refreshing to, to get some really good news you know, not just for this community, just in general, because it's been such a tough last 12 months. And now you are secured. You're going to be here for 15 years. There's an investment being made. It's not just uh, every year-by-year operations, because you don't know if this is the last season or not. There's that feeling of, yeah, we've invested. It's staying here for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's, that, that's, that would be a pretty good description of when we were in the United Hockey League, just kind of a year-by-year thing. The American League, now we're technically in the fourth year of a five-year affiliation agreement, and then this comes up after a 10-year affiliation agreement. So the Blackhawks have been committed, uh, you know, to, to Rockford. But you're right, there, there's kind of been that, you know, or are they going to move the team, you know, or move the affiliation? Because they couldn't move the team before. Uh, they didn't own the team, but they could certainly move the affiliation. But uh, the, the Wirtz family, Rocky and, and Danny Wirtz, are both committed to this community. And, you know, that can't be understated 
how much that they enjoy having this team in Rockford, how much they enjoy Rockford. They, they have some other business ventures out here with their, with their Words Corporation, and, and they really enjoy having this, this team here. So I, I love the commitment that they've made, and it's, it's ref- refreshing to see that, you know, you know, another commitment to Rockford. Do you think there'll be a name change at all? Do they like the team, Ice Hogs? You know, that's a great question, and that's been a pretty common, pretty common uh, question that's been asked. And the answer is I don't know. Um, I personally, I hope not. I, I love the way this team has been branded over the past 22 years. You know, we've never changed our logo, Steve. I know you've, you've, you're, you were probably at the first game for crying out loud. I was. Way back I in was. 1999, <laughs> yeah. that logo on that jersey that you saw is the exact same logo that was on the jersey here this past week when the Ice Hawks played the Chicago Wolves. So it's, it, that has never changed. The branding has evolved. So there's been a lot that's put into it. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, the, the Blackhawks may have some different points of view, but I'm, I'm hoping that we're able to keep the, the same, the same uh, brand, same image. So it's going to be exciting times. Um, obviously, you're still on board. They'll need people to actually work out here as well. There was some talk about maybe working with the Chicago organization and integrating some of the people so there being an opportunity for growth for you personally as well yeah absolutely and and that's you know going to be a point of emphasis is is for the staff you know and the the front office staff here is no different than the players a lot of these these front our, our front office employees you know they're trying to get to the next level and we've successfully done that over over the past several years you know we have former employees working for the texas rangers for the new jersey nets for the uh, new york islanders uh, you know, in minor league baseball, I mean, all over the place. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just like any other, any other profession where you want to get to the next level. And if we can develop staff members that can move up and, and work for the, the parent club in Chicago, um, and, and if that's their golden dream, let's do it, or, or if it's elsewhere. Um, so that, that is going to be a, a focus, and I'm really looking forward to some staff development. And, uh, you know, it, uh, me personally, I love Rockford. I've been here for, for a long time, and you know, I, I just want to help to continue to, to help this hockey team be a part of the community and, and continue to grow. My last question will be about the players. The players, have you heard from them? Are they stoked about the changes, the additions, the news? Uh, how do they feel? So, you know, that, that's a great question. But the way that we're kind of bubbled off here, like they're, they're in their own bubble in the locker room. And I'm not, I'm not in the player bubble uh, with this whole darn COVID stuff. So, um, honestly, I don't know if it makes much difference for the players. Uh, you know, it's, they, they could be here today, gone tomorrow. Um, yeah. You know, I, I can tell you that, that the players do enjoy playing here in Rockford. You know, this, this town is a, a perfect-sized town for a minor league hockey team. you got everything you want in this town. It's close to Chicago, so if they get called up, it's right there. Cost of living is, is very affordable, and, and the arena's great. You know, this is a fun arena to play in, you know, and I know it needs some help on the renovation side, which it's going to get, but when you, players love playing here. You know, seats are on top of the ice. You know, it's great to watch concerts in this venue. Um, so it's the guys really, truly enjoy enjoy playing in Rockford. Really enjoyed our conversation as well. Mike Peck with the Rockford Ice Hogs. We appreciate your insights and congratulations on the sale and what's ahead for you guys. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. Thanks for all your support over the years. This is awesome. And again, that's just a big reason why we're still here. So go Ice Hogs. It's Mike Peck with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara is next on This Week in the State Line. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. 
they might just find it again. Playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care. The sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. You've worked hard, you've paid your dues, but now you're paying over $1,700 a year in Medicare. That was me, until a friend told me about BenefitsCheckup.org, a free website from the National Council on Aging. It helped me sign up for the Medicare Savings Program, and now those dollars are back in my pocket, giving me some peace of mind during COVID-19. BenefitsCheckup.org, you've earned this. This message is supported by the Administration for Community Living. This weekend, the state line is on. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara is everywhere these days. First of all, welcome to the show and congratulations on being nominated mayor again for another term. Thank you, Steve. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. And um, more than being on your show, I really appreciate the opportunity to serve my hometown as mayor. It's uh, really a, a job of a lifetime and take it very seriously and am very humbled by the responsibility citizens have entrusted in me. It's got to be really, uh, very rewarding to know that you have another four years what you've done for four years you can continue to build on and grow on and then you can see more exciting results like we saw with the ice hogs yesterday yeah i truthfully i'm just really sincerely excited about the next several years at the city of rocker i think we have so many opportunities ahead of us uh when you look at the american rescue plan when you look at the potential of an infrastructure bill uh and you look at what is happening just right here i mean you just touched on this opportunity with uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Think about this. We just yesterday announced more than $13 million of reinvestment uh, funds going into BMO. Uh, That's going to be great for hockey fans, but truthfully, that's going to be great for everyone who lives in Rockford. So number one, we're going to invest heavily into the BMO to bring you up to today's standards. I think when anyone walks through it, you realize it needs a lot of updating. It looks like it was built in 1980 because it was. Uh, Then uh, you think about the type of acts now that we can get into the BMO. Now that'll be brought up to the 21st century standards uh, that performers uh, have. Then you think about the impact that BMO has on all the businesses in and around the downtown area. Uh, On the nights that the BMO is active, that means all of our shops and our restaurants and bars are bustling with activity. Then you think about what does a strong center core of of a city, a downtown, mean to the broader community? It means everything. You have to have a strong heart uh, to have a strong entire city. And I think uh, we've just solidified the Blackhawks being here through 2036, and we've solidified more than $13 million of investment at BMO. So I am uh, very excited about it. Truly incredible. Now, the uh, advancements and the updates, will this allow us to have more conventions and different events other than hockey? 
Certainly. I think it's going to be a, a great asset to bring in different shows, different acts, uh, and different rental opportunities. So absolutely. I think you'll see the BMO being used more and more. Uh, and I think you'll see even potential partnerships with organizations. Uh, you know, maybe there'll be partnerships with the Hard Rock Casino uh, being there. So I think there's a lot of good things that have come out of this uh, amazing investment. If nothing else, if you're part of the whole color scheme plan, committee i'm thinking periwinkle blue let's get rid of the orange burnt orange thing and go with periwinkle blue it could be gray it could be silver it could be blue it's depending on the shadows <laughs> i will i will let uh, people higher up than me know of your thoughts that's all I can ask. Uh, also, this week we found out we do have an actual retirement date for Chief O'Shea now, which will be at the end of April. Um, you did say last time we talked that it'll be sooner than later. Is this a little sooner than you thought, or is this kind of right on schedule with what you thought? This is really right on schedule with what I thought. Um, uh, Chief O'Shea has done a great job. He's given more than 30 years to uh different communities in the state of Illinois for policing. That's a long time to be doing an incredibly difficult job. The last five as a chief of one of the larger departments in the entire state. Uh, It's wearing. It's time intensive. Uh, It probably takes away a lot of time from family. He has an amazing wife, Kat, uh, several children who I'm sure he wants to slow down and spend some time with. Uh, And certainly Kat deserves him home as much as she wants him home. So now that the uh, Chief is uh, looking at his retirement. He's also handing out hardware. I thought his presentation to the police officers who ran into Don Carter Lanes last year during the shooting was truly classy. That was awesome. Steve, so these uh, real-life heroes did an amazing job. I've actually had the opportunity to watch uh, the video, uh, the videos of that uh, horrific evening. And the one thing that... He, will always stick with me is when those squad cars pulled up, uh, they barely even stopped before those officers were out of those cars and were literally running into the building. And you just think about the courage, uh, the smarts uh, that they had and how they methodically moved through there and were able to save lives. And they literally saved lives that night. Uh, And how they were able to apprehend uh, this gentleman, we owe him a huge debt of gratitude, and uh, I think the chief did a great job honoring him, but truthfully, no honor is going to be high enough for the work that they did that night. And since we're handing out the thank yous, I know you wanted to thank the Building Trade Unions once again for helping with the Family Peace Center. You were at that uh, big opening again, thanking everyone for what they built. That had to be pretty surreal to see all these craftsmen go through the Family Peace Center and feel accomplishments like, I I built that, I did that, we made this. Yeah, and I was telling them, and they repeated it back to me, but so every day you get to do some really amazing things in my job and also in jobs of the trades, Uh, but Truthfully, few and far between do you really get to change people's lives uh, in such a positive way. Uh, And the Family Peace Center is doing that. And the Family Peace Center would not be where it is today, hands down, without the building trades. They have, uh, the women and men of the building trades have dedicated hundreds of hours, tens of thousands of dollars worth of work, 
uh, labor and materials into the Family Peace Center. And uh, I can't thank them enough. I mean, today, uh, Steve, we are serving nearly 250 people out of the Family Peace Center. We've referred an additional over 100 uh, people. We have 27 partner organizations now part of the Family Peace Center. And we have the first, first one in the entire state and the only one in the state. And so now we are really treating those survivors with the dignity uh, and respect that they deserve. We're assisting their young children. We're uh, over 75% of the survivors who walk through those doors have children. We're helping those children uh, really work with uh, and deal with the trauma that they've all experienced, all in hopes that, A, we can get their lives back on the right track, but also we can stem this horrific cycle of violence that we see playing out in our streets today. And not to belabor this, Steve, but so we have about 40% of our violent crime is domestic violence related. Then you have uh, nearly 75% of all the youth we arrest for violent crimes were either in a household uh, and witnessed or were direct victims of domestic violence as a child. So that trauma then comes into place. And then those young kids grow up and they act out that trauma out on the streets of our community. So all this crime is tied together. And so we need to stem that cycle. And I think we're on the path to do it. It's just going to take some time. I know under the umbrella of the Family Peace Center would be uh, child abuse, and I know that's a big uh, concern of yours, and you were actually on your Facebook page and many other places talking about child abuse prevention and and how we can see the signs here in the state line. Absolutely, and uh, again, we have now trained... over 400 teachers um, on being aware of abuse symptoms and signs. Uh, We are out there training uh, first responders. All of our fire department and EMS personnel have been trained, and we're working through our police department at this time. So uh, please, if you see any signs or symptoms, do not hesitate. Contact the authorities right away. We want to make sure that these children can really be focusing on their studies and not simply on their safety. Yeah, and if you need any kind of uh, encouragement of learning or understanding what child abuse is, go to the City of Rockford's Facebook page. You get a very nice uh, breakdown of what to look for as a bystander, parents, or even as a teacher. So thank you for that. Uh, the uh, Vax Up 815 campaign. We have to bring up COVID-19 because the numbers are on an increase. And recently you came out urging everyone to stay vigilant. Uh, I'll give you an opportunity to do that again because we are going in the wrong direction. We absolutely are. So uh, if you forget everything that we've talked about today, if you're listening, the one thing you should remember is uh, we need you to wear a face covering. We need you to register to get a vaccine. And you can do that at WCHD.org. And then we need you to keep that appointment. I mean, I, I, I don't want to get all angry about it, but I am getting a little frustrated that we seem to not be able to do some of the most simple basics. And I'm not talking about the vast majority of people. I'm talking about the 10 to 20 percent of folks who aren't wearing a face covering, who have no regard for social distancing, who aren't washing their hands, who aren't just using common sense. And then those who register uh, get registered, number one so that we can get you in our pipeline as the vaccine uh, is becoming far more readily available to us, all three different types of vaccine from Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson Johnson. But once you do register and you do get that appointment call, take the first available call and a first available appointment. Uh, It may not work best with your schedule, 
but I'm urging you, please take it. Uh, this is not like ordering at Burger King or your favorite uh, restaurant. Uh, take the first available appointment. Take the first available vaccine so that we can slow uh, the spread of this virus because the last thing any of us want uh, and I'll put myself at the top of that list. I do not want to see us have any further mitigations. And I would say I'm not as concerned with our positivity rate, uh, which is concerning, uh, but we have seen a slowdown in testing. Uh, so that rate has naturally went higher. What I'm really concerned about is our increase in cases, uh, which was over 100 yesterday alone, uh, which is the first time we've been over 100 in literally weeks. Uh, and and I'm very concerned about the increase in hospitalizations and inside those increase of hospitalizations, the increase in severity of the cases that we're seeing. This new variant that is out there uh, spreads faster uh, and is uh, far more damaging and potentially far more deadly. So please uh, vax up 815 and get your vaccine and just use common sense. It's really not all that difficult for us to help drive down that positivity rate, reduce the number of cases and ultimately save lives. Well said. And as I said earlier, it has been a very, very busy week. Are we missing anything? Anything you would like to add here as we wrap up? I would just say we're off to a fantastic start of 2021. I mean, if you look at uh, the developments that are going on out at the airport that's uh, continuing to soar, uh, you look at Ingersoll, the Magellan Telescope being uh, groundbreaking, you look at Amazon bringing 200 jobs to the northwest side of our city, uh, the BMO Harris, uh, you look at all these initiatives, uh, passing the road referendum, having allocated $52 million worth of work on our infrastructure this summer alone, uh, we're on to a great start. We The big thing right now is we have to continue to get this virus under control so that we can actually enjoy our summer, which I think everyone deserves. Uh, so again, thank you so much for having me on here. And please register for your vaccine at WCHD.org and attend that appointment. That is Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara on This weekend, the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line. Or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.